Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of a brand new podcast called Tax Tea Break with Go Simple Tax. It's a six-part podcast series where I speak to tax and self-assessment experts who offer free time and money-saving tips for sole traders, private landlords and others who pay UK tax via self-assessment. My name is Mark Williams and I'm your host. Hopefully you've made yourself a nice cuppa. Now, each 20-minute episode will have its own subject, and in this, our fourth, we'll be talking about how to avoid common self-assessment tax return mistakes. Now, we all make mistakes, and if we're lucky, they're small ones that we can quickly and easily put right. But some mistakes later turn into a headache that can end up costing us time and money, and that can include your annual self-assessment tax return. So, what are the most common self-assessment tax return mistakes, and how can you avoid making them? In this episode, you can find out. But before I introduce today's expert, let's find out about Go Simple Tax and how it could benefit you if you pay tax via self-assessment. Tax returns, do they fill you with fear? Self-assessments can be, uh, well, taxing. At Go Simple Tax, our software makes it a doddle. Submit your return quickly and easily. Simple. Go Simple Tax flags potential tax savings and deductions you may be entitled to and could save you money. An inbuilt error checker ensures no mistakes are made. And with tens of thousands of returns submitted, you're in good hands. Our excellent support team is there to support you at every step of the way. Go Simple Tax, the easy solution for making tax digital. Did I mention it's free to try? Let us help you. Go Simple Tax, the simple way to tax return. It's time to introduce our expert, Aidan Cochran, who's a personal tax senior at Go Simple Tax. Aidan's worked as an accountant and tax advisor for more than 10 years. He has plenty of experience of self-assessment tax returns and the mistakes that sole traders, landlords and others make. Aidan, welcome. Hi, Mark. Thanks for having me. Now, we all make mistakes, don't we, Aidan, from time to time? And self-assessment tax returns are no exception. What are the consequences when people make mistakes in their self-assessment tax returns? Well, really, the main ones that people usually do is either miss the filing deadline, whereby you'll have a penalty for that, or they'll miss the payment deadline, where, again, you end up having penalties for. So they're the two main ones, really. But you also have them for mistakes, and um, the mistakes do sometimes turn costly depending on whether it was a careless action or whether it was deliberate so what 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 type of penalties are we looking at for those Aidan yeah so the maximum penalty for um, a careless mistake so to say is 30 percent then for a deliberate but not concealed is 70 percent and then you've got a deliberate and concealed whereby it's 100 percent and that percentage is actually the um, potential lost revenue from hmrc so it can be quite hefty if you are being deliberate and concealing any uh, income indeed okay so obviously the, the the point to make is it it pays really to not make these mistakes and try and get your self-assessment tax return right first time yeah pretty much make sure you get it done first time and make sure that it's pretty much well planned ahead Um, There's no point in uh, rushing it and making these mistakes and then worrying whether you're going to get checks on or caught out. So let's look at the reasons then why people make these mistakes. Is it often down to lack of knowledge and experience? Say you haven't really done that many tax returns in the past? Yeah, usually it's people becoming self-employed or having to do a tax return for certain reasons and then them not reading up about it and just assuming that it's going to be easy. And the more that you do them, then you build that experience and then it becomes less problematic, doesn't it, really, the more that you do them? Yeah, provided that your finances are the same each year on year, then usually you should get used to it. If you've got new things or you've got certain claims that you have in a particular year, then perhaps there needs to be more reading done on them. But for the year-to-year things, such as just completing the self-employed pages, for example, then yeah, 
it should start becoming a lot easier as you go out, get more experience in it. And if we're being honest, I mean, people failing to keep the, keeping organised financial records, failing to keep their expenses well organised. These are other reasons why people make mistakes. It's disorganisation, isn't it? Yeah, so it is basically people thinking or not thinking when they're purchasing things during the year. And then it comes to the end of the year and you don't know what you purchased. So being well organised and tracking things during the year then you can stay more organized and you won't you won't get things wrong on your tech return and obviously technology apps and software can help when it comes to managing your expenses and can certainly help when it comes to keeping financial records and so so that that might be something that people should look into uh, the role that software can play in helping them yes exactly and another thing that i should mention is record keeping some people don't do it it is a requirement by hmrc and um, the maximum fine for each breach of not keeping records is actually uh, £3,000. And that's each breach as well. Yeah. So so it is a legal requirement when you're running a sole trader business that you've got to keep up to date, accurate financial records, detailing your income and your expenses. Yes. Uh, yeah. Keep all your receipts, basically, whether that's electronically or um, in paper. It's up to you. And, and another co- common problem is that people just don't leave themselves enough time to complete their annual tax return. It's a classic sort of picture you know, in January, sole traders battling against the online filing deadline the 31st of January to get their tax return done. They haven't left themselves enough time. And, and that's when mistakes can happen when you are rushing to get through it, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Usually people do wait towards deadlines and then um, struggle. So it's it's normal for us to be busy in January. But people should really look at it, look at it and say, it doesn't actually need to be done so late. No. And, and in fact, it's something that people aren't always aware of. They can actually do their tax return for the previous tax year as soon as that tax year ends from 6th of April onwards. You don't have to wait until uh, January, December. It can be done much earlier, can't it? Yeah, exactly. From pretty much the day after the end of the tax year, HMRC open up the servers and then you can submit that previous tax year. Don't rush to get it submitted in April. You um, can wait until May. And make sure you've got everything in there, just double check over everything. And then you don't have that that mad rush come December, January, when you could be doing other things. It's already done and dusted and you can pick your own time. You can do your tax return at your own leisure, you know, in good time. And that's that's another another good tip, really. Yes, exactly. And doing it earlier means that you know what your tax liability will, will be for that will be due in January. So even yeah. submitting in April or May, you don't have to pay until January. So Okay, and, and when people do complete the self-assessment tax return, natu- not, not many people enjoy doing tax returns. Well, maybe maybe accountants <laughs> like yourself, but, it, but, but the rest of us don't. So so people kind of, there can be a tendency to rush. You want to get the, get it done and dusted as soon as possible, but that, that that's where mistakes can happen. You've got to set yourself enough time to look at your um, tax returning and get it done in good time, haven't you? Yeah, pretty much what i just said then don't rush to get it done in april it's obviously you have got the deadline in january so if you are in a position where you're thinking ah i'm ahead of the game here there's no point in getting it in as soon as possible make sure you just take your time look over everything you've done and just double check all entries basically yeah i think i think i read somewhere i think on average it takes between i think it's about three hours they reckon the average person takes about three three and a half hours to complete a self-assessment tax return or between three and five hours so it's that type of time really that you need to dedicate to the task isn't it or maybe split it over a couple of days yeah and at the same time that's probably just solid working on your tax return you then have to take into account if you've got loads and loads of receipts here there and everywhere that probably increases the time as well 
Yeah. Okay. And and that touches on a, a very important point. You know, if throughout the year you, you you're working with um, uh, accounting software and and you're you're putting in all your ink, detailing all your income, detailing all your expenses and costs, then when it does come time to fill out your self assessment tax return, all those figures are are nicely summarised for you. So it makes filling out your self assessment tax return uh, not only easier, but it makes mistakes less likely as well, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. And like I mentioned before, that real-time tracking of expenses and income, it is such a relief if you are using accounting software. It mm-hmm. makes things so much simpler. And as you're going throughout the year, you can sort of see where you're at in terms of whether you're making a profit, whether you're making a loss. And also, it's just good discipline, isn't it? Just the end of the month, you know, it could be the end of the month. You say, OK, well, you set time aside that you'll go through your expenses, itemise it all in your in your software and the job's done, then it's it's out the way. Yeah, exactly. And then you don't have to um, worry about that in the future. And, and, and obviously, another mistake that sometimes people make in their self-assessment tax return is they fail to claim for... For all of their allowable expenses so and because they don't do that they end up paying more tax than they they should do don't they if you have expense that is wholly and exclusively for the purpose of the business then make sure it gets claimed and i know on the go simple tax website there's quite a lot of content on there about the expenses that um sole traders and landlords can claim for the, the allowable expenses isn't oh it? yeah there's sorry there's multiple blogs on that sort of thing so you make sure all that's entered in your in your tax return so then that your tax liability, your tax bill is correct then when it comes through. Um, or as low as it can be. And another classic mistake is that people, sometimes for, often for fairly um, innocent reasons, they don't realise that certain sources of income are taxable. So they don't include certain income sources in their tax return. So obviously it's important when you're filling out your tax return to make sure that all of your taxable income is um, is detailed within your tax return. Yeah, so a funny one that I always get is when people are completing a tax return and they have self-employed income as well as employment income, I will look at that tax return and be like, oh, so you've just got your self-employed income. And they're like, oh, no, I've got employment as well. And I'm like, oh, where is it on your tax return? They go, oh, no, it's taxed at source. I don't need to um, include that on my tax return. The amount of times that you have to explain that the tax return is a whole picture um, of all income rather than just the things that haven't been taxed. So, yeah, a lot of people... Um, I know have um, submitted previously just the self-employed pages and then they um, question why they get a calculation in the post from HMRC including that employment income and then then they've got a much higher tax bill. So it can be other things, Connie. It can be pensions. It can be share payments. There's there's lots of things. And and there again, you know, if anybody is in any doubt about what sources of income are taxable, they should seek advice or once again sort of visit the Go Simple Tax website and look at the blog content on there that will tell them. Yeah. So yeah, it's not just the employment and self-employed income. It's all sorts, as you say. It's um, pensions, property trust income yeah partnership income there's there's lots of different sorts of um, taxable income so it's worthwhile either visiting hmrc or as you say visit some of our um, go simple taxes blogs and, and another classic mistake is not including supplementary pages there's a main tax return the sa100 but for certain sources of additional income there are separate supplementary pages tax return pages that need to be filled in as well and and, uh, and filed with the main tax return yeah so that ties in with my um, answer to the previous uh, question there with the people forgetting the employment sa102 
schedule on their tax return because they don't think they need to do it. But yeah, it's worthwhile reading through HMRC help notes. They are quite helpful. Um, <laughs> I've found myself, I didn't previously use them up until fairly recent. And then I've started reading through them. And I'm like, oh yeah, actually it does help quite a bit. Whereas people just, um, as I say, try and wing it and um, think they know best. Whereas in actual fact, take a step back, spend a little bit more time, read through the um, help notes and they can be rather useful, especially with making sure that you answer all the questions. I suppose even just reading the tax return when you're filling it out, if you show enough diligence, then you don't end up entering the wrong figures in the wrong box or ticking the wrong boxes. It, it takes a concentration, doesn't it? Attention to detail, really, when you're filling it out. Oh, yeah, it, it definitely takes concentration. Many people now are using self-assessment filing software. Obviously, Go Simple Tax, that's, that's what you guys do. How can that help to prevent mistakes? You've got tracking of all the expenses which are ordered on the screen. So if you're potentially entering or um, dual entry for a particular expense it'll stop duplicating those sort of things and it also allocates where to go on um, where to put the income or expenditure on the tax return in the correct boxes automatically from easy to use drop downs so it's it's more of a guidance sort of software to completing your tax return which sometimes are quite a lot actually on support we do get questions in regards to which box does this go into and all that sort of thing. So, so it provides not, a, I mean, you make a good point there. There's prompts within the software that help to prevent you making mistakes. But if you've got any questions or any doubts over where things could go, support as part of your package, people can get in contact and, and get that advice. All right, Aidan. So sort of as a final point, and I know it's something that you personally do as well for a fee, people can get their self-assessment tax return checked by an expert. What are the advantages of that? Can that, can that end up saving people money? Yeah. 100%. So we do a tax return check whereby people will complete their own tax return and then myself or a member of the team will go in and uh, check the return, create basically a, a review report, commenting on things that may have been missed, suggesting um, additional expenses depending on what the person does in their job or um, self-employed. Basically from there, we'll make sure that everything's in line for what HMRC would expect basically giving you peace of mind that what you are submitting to HMRC is um, allowable and relevant. And, and do you ever sort of make suggestions then to clients about expenses perhaps they didn't know that they could claim for? Can you think of any examples of that? The biggest one from memory that I can think of is um, someone who had a Tesla and they weren't aware of capital allowances on um, 100% electric new vehicles. And basically, um, bottom line figure that they got a refund of £31,000, well, just over £31,000 which prior to the review, they had no idea that they could um, actually get. Wow. Must have been delighted then that they got you to look at their tax return. Yeah, they actually um, came back the following year and asked if I could get them the same amount again. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure they did, yeah. <laughs> but sort of more, more usually, I mean, even if it was a, uh, uh, you know, a few hundred quid saving or whatever, you know, it's still worth, it can be a good investment on it, paying an expert to just look over. And as you say, you make the point, it's about peace of mind as well, knowing that everything is as it should be with your tax return. So there are no mistakes in there. Yeah, exactly. And then you've also got the risk of um, doing it incorrectly what we said earlier where you've got them um, penalties for careless actions whereby you could potentially have them um, penalties on top if you didn't go and have a review for example so yeah even if it's not saving money it could be saving you penalties all right Aidan brilliant stuff thank you very much indeed um, all that remains is for me to say thanks for being such a great guest and for sharing your knowledge with us oh, cheers thanks Max it's been a pleasure 
there we have it. So what are the three key takeaways from this episode? Number one, if you lack knowledge and experience, visit reliable websites to get advice on completing your self-assessment tax return. That includes gov.uk and gosimpletax.com. Two, leave yourself plenty of time. You're more likely to make mistakes if you rush it, which can happen if you're battling the online filing deadline. Number three, do find out about filing software, which has been developed to make self-assessment much easier while making mistakes less likely. You can also pay an expert to check over your tax return, which can also help to prevent mistakes. Hopefully this episode has given you lots of great tips so that your self-assessment tax returns are mistake-free. But you can also head over to the Go Simple Tax website, gosimpletax.com, for more free advice on self-assessment and many other tax-related topics. Our next episode follows on from this one, really. It explains how to complete your self-assessment tax return in six simple steps. Sounds easy, doesn't it? We hope you've enjoyed this episode and that you've learned lots of useful things. Please tell others about our podcast and follow us and like us and share our social media posts because we really do want to help as many sole traders, private landlords and expats as possible. Thanks for listening. Until next time.